I've debated telling this story because last week was just a complete mess. A lot of shit went down in the last two weeks, and I have no idea if this story was still worth telling. But you know what? This story is something I hold near and dear to my heart, and a lot of my friends only know bits and pieces of the story, so why not, right? <laughs> okay, okay, roll the intro. Zero Hello, hello, and welcome to Zero O'Clock with Trish. This is officially the podcast version of my brain. <laughs> and oh my gosh, welcome to the second episode! <laughs> If I sound surprised and weird, that's because I am. <laughs> but I'm Atalia. So much shit went down in my life, not gonna lie, but I'm finally recording the second episode. So yes, I'm surprised and excited and a lot of emotions. <laughs> and with that said, for the second episode, I wanted to talk about my experience of transitioning from high school to university. I think for everyone in 2020, we all had to change a lot of our routines to adapt into the new normal. And that involves our classes. And I think one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this experience because not only did I transition from face-to-face -face classes to online, but I also ended and started a new chapter in my life. And in that transition, a lot changed, not only because of the circumstances that I was in or was about to be in, but the things I've dreamt for so long, things I've planned for so long, just changed. And I had to deal with that, and I had to learn how to accept it and live with it. And it wasn't easy, so this episode might be a little bit heavy. But, you know, in the midst of all of that, I found something really special. And just a disclaimer, it ain't a boy. I'm keeping it super real, this isn't a love story. <laughs> so, was that a good introduction? <laughs> I hope it was, but yeah. Since I have nothing else left to say, so let you go! I've been writing an outline for days now on how to tell this story correctly, but I've already changed it like five different times already. I'm not joking. This is why I never tried outlining for this podcast, because it always seems too prepared, and I won't end up liking it because it sounds really weird and unnatural for me, so I'd end up changing the whole thing again. Although it's okay for schoolwork, you know, sounding like you actually put your effort and thoughts in, but I don't know, I think I've said this before in the first episode, but I hated having scripts. I was fine with it during my project when I had to do it for school, but like now this ain't for school. So you know what, I'm just going to tell this story as unfiltered as I can because this is exactly how I would tell a story to someone. And to anyone who has listened to my first episode, you already know what's coming. <laughs> But if you are a new listener, you should definitely listen to my trailer and first episode and just, you know, see if zero o'clock's your cup of tea. <laughs> But yeah. This story is something I never thought I'd be telling. I don't know why, but I mean, I've told a lot of my friends some parts of the story, 
So maybe some of you who are listening, you might already know how this goes. But I thought it'd be nice to tell us a story. It's my serendipity story. And again, this is seriously not about a boy. <laughs> I swear, it's not. Just, just listen and you'll see, okay? Since I don't have an outline, I'll try my best to tell this story. <laughs> so this is a story about a clueless little bunny who has dreamt of going to a school that she has no solid idea why. And that clueless little bunny is me. And that school is DLSU, De La Salle University. And it's true. I had no idea why I wanted to go there. Probably I was like 9 or 10 years old when I started wanting to go there. But really, I had no idea why I wanted to go there. I just wanted to, period, really. It's weird, right? I don't know. For some people, they would talk about being on campus and feeling right that they quote-unquote belong there. But to me... I was there once, and that was for my sister, but I didn't feel any of that, like, feeling right or feeling like I belong there. I don't know. I think I was just so amazed how big the school was and how cool the buildings looked. I mean, what do you expect a nine-year-old would notice first, right? And yeah, at the same time, my school wasn't that crazy big. I mean, we had, like, different campuses, too, and a lot of buildings, but... If you were to compare my old school to the Manila campus of DLSU, that's a lot of land space, I swear. <laughs> and at that age, I wasn't able to explore and go see other university campuses too. So I guess that's another thing why I was maybe drawn to that one university. I don't know, but do know that this is me, an 18-year-old psych major trying to look back on my life and is trying to make sense of my 9-year-old thoughts. So, bear with me. <laughs> and yeah, but as I grew up and I got to see different campuses, specifically the big four universities, it definitely opened my eyes to a lot of possibilities than just DLSU. But I don't know, even though the campuses in Ateneo and UP are much bigger, I always just went back to DLSU. But, you know, I mean, DLSU was just a 30-minute LRT ride from my house. And to go to Ateneo or UP, it would take me probably an hour or two to get there. And I don't have, like, you know, a driver to drive me around and pick me up, so the back and forth kind of bothered me a lot to be honest, but there was actually a point, well, it was a really short period of time, that I wanted to go to Ateneo, then like a few days later, I wanted to go to UP. But again, ultimately, I wanted to go to Lasa. It's a weird dream of mine that I had no solid basis whatsoever as to why I wanted to go there, but I think, I think, I'm not sure, again, I'm just trying to make sense of it all, but I think I got way too attached to that so-called dream of mine, and maybe, just maybe, that's why I kept going back there no matter what. And believe me when I say this, I wanted to get out of my school just to go study there. Of course, that time was for my senior high school, but I never went through with it. 
I don't know if other people experience that, that point in your life that you feel like you're so done with everything that you just want to leave and jump into a new environment to start over. But like once you're there, it's freaking scary because suddenly you had to start over again. You have to build who you are again and find people who you connect with. And being in a big school like La Salle, that's scary and hard. And I come from a Filipino-Chinese community. So for me, it was kind of scary to be in a different environment because I was surrounded and I grew up having certain priorities and habits that a lot of my classmates also have because the culture that we grew up in in that school. So as bummed as I was about not going early, I was kind of relieved to stay, but kind of frustrated as well. But as much as as I was scared to leave, the environment I had was not, you know, something I liked being in. But it was alright, I guess. I mean, I'm alive, right? <laughs> Around this time, I was starting 11th grade. And if you don't know, I was a Hume student. I'm a humanities and social sciences kind of girl. <laughs> and I honestly loved everything about what I was studying there. It wasn't easy, but I definitely loved it. So to anyone who is going to tell me it was an easy strand or it was all easy, don't bother talking to me. <laughs> Just kidding. But seriously, it was hard. It was definitely not easy. That's what I'm going to tell you. It's not easy. And it was time-consuming and you had to be creative, which I'm not, or at least I wasn't at the time. I'm not sure if I am I creative now. <laughs> but, you know, it's true what they say. When you love what you're doing, it becomes a lot easier or manageable. And boy, do I wish that the same for university life. <laughs> but yeah, I guess not only was I fortunate enough to be able to choose the strand I wanted, but I also was in good hands, you know? I mean, my teachers were practically the best. They were experts, practically, what I would describe them. And they were very detailed with their explanations, and they was patient enough to help us to really understand the lesson and not just, like, memorize it. And they made classes such a good time to study. I mean, the pressure of doing good and passing tests was still there, but it wasn't as, like mind-melting kind of pressure. Mind-melting, does that make sense? But you do know you get challenged. That's the thing. You get really challenged and you start thinking like, am I wrong? Am I doing this right? Things like that. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I honestly can't describe enough how good the learning experience I had. But yeah, I loved it so much. And around the 12th grade, probably August or September of 2019, we were starting to do our college applications and a lot of my other classmates actually applied for a lot of colleges just, you know, for backup. But for me, I only applied for the big four universities and I had a lot of backup courses like behavioral science, developmental studies, international studies. It, it was a lot, honestly. <laughs> but I didn't see myself doing any of those because the only, only thing I ever wanted was psychology. It was my whole world and entire dream. And for the other three universities, UP, Ateneo, and La Salle, my first choice was AB Psychology. And in UST, I applied for BS Psychology because I think the closest they had to AB Psychology was Behavioral Science. 
And after a good career counseling back in 11th or 10th grade, I chose AB Psychology because, like I said, I'm a humanities and social sciences kind of girl. I love theories, and every lesson we had in Humes that involves theories, I loved it so much. So I was naturally more interested in the theoretical side of psychology rather than the medical and scientific side of it. So yeah, that was my course of choice. And it's the only thing I ever saw myself doing. So I planned everything I wanted or had to do to get there, you know, to get to my dream. So it was all planned out from the beginning and I wanted to do everything I could. So to prepare, I started studying a year before the college entrance tests, which meant I had been studying since 11th grade. It was a tiring process, but I knew that it was all going to be worth it. It was the only thing that kept me moving. It was my dream, and I couldn't bear to think that it would all go to waste if I don't prepare and study. And this is where the story gets a little frustrating. <laughs> well, at least for me it is. But the first two entrance tests were around uh, last week of September to the first week of October. And I kid you not, I got sick. And it wasn't like a typical like 37.5 degree fever wherein you're just really hot. No, I was freaking sick. I was coughing everywhere. I was cold all the time. I also sneezed a lot, but I was more coughing than sneezing. And I was so freaking weak. I swear, I barely could walk to the testing room. That's how sick and weak I was. And those two tests were at the NEO and UB. And I had no idea how I got sick. It was insane, but thankfully one of my friends was actually with me in the same testing room in Ateneo. And he was so nice and caring. He was looking after me after the test and during breaks because I was freaking sick. And walking to the entrance gate after the test, he was walking beside me because he said I looked so pale. I wasn't walking straight, so he thought I would collapse anytime. In the UP entrance test, I did have some of my friends there, but I didn't think they know I was sick because I would take something. I forgot the chewable medicine thing. I forgot what it was, but it would give me like a good hour of no coughing at all. So I'd stay quiet. And after those two tests, I got to school and I was just still sick. It wasn't going away. It wasn't getting any less. And I just got way too sick that I had to be sent home. And when I went to the doctor, I was diagnosed with something. I don't remember it at all at this point, but it was something about my throat. And that was causing me to get really sick. And it was the first time a doctor ordered me to stay at home for a whole week and not attend school. So that sucks. And it just proves how sick I was. And thankfully, what I had wasn't contagious. So yeah. <laughs> And one thing you should know about me is I never do well with resting. So you know the one week I was supposed to be resting? I was texting my classmates if there's any homework or projects and my teachers would end up telling my friends to tell me to rest and stop worrying. That's how bad I am at resting. <laughs> and after one week of supposed rest and water therapy, I was back. And thankfully, the last two tests of the big four universities was around the end of October. So I was fine during the entire time I was taking those last two tests. And honestly, I'm not trying to scare anyone. USC's entrance test blew my mind 
because I felt that much stupid in taking the test. I'm not trying to scare anyone at all. This is my experience and this is from my perspective. But yeah, and at the time, I thought I was just really dumb or I haven't fully recovered. And that's why my brain wasn't working. But when I got back to school, everyone talked about how hard the UST entrance test was. So to be honest, I wasn't expecting anything from UST anymore. And I just hoped for the others. But yeah, so I flopped the first two entrance tests because I was incredibly sick. So the lesson to be learned, kids, is to always take care of your health. It's okay to prepare and study hard, but never ever let your health down. Health comes first, you know. Um, but uh, yeah. And in DLSU, they finally released their results and I actually passed. But I was given a different program. The mixed emotions I felt was just weird. I don't know. I remembered reading my results and I couldn't understand why. I mean, I had AB Psychology, BS Psychology, and International Studies as my first, second, and third choice. But I was given an engineering course. So, you know, in my head, I was just shocked. This was just as much of a shock to me as the time when it was my first day of 11th grade and everyone assumed I was a STEM student and they were shocked I chose Humes. <laughs> I still don't know why, but yeah. That moment, I remembered feeling so lost and confused. Like, I passed, but they weren't giving me the course I wanted. And I honestly thought this was only me, but when I got to school the week after... Apparently, majority of the people who applied to DLSU also didn't get the course they wanted. Like, we were all redirected to different courses. And I don't know, maybe I should be happy because it's not only me who experienced this. And I could ask them what they're doing or what they're planning to do. But I couldn't process it in my head. Like, I couldn't understand what was happening. And it took me probably almost a week to kind of process everything out. Because I cried. Of course I cried. That was my dream school and I didn't get in, kind of. And my sister was like talking to me, saying that I could just transfer or shift a semester after. But even she wasn't sure if that was possible. Because, you know, when you're going to shift courses as much as possible, you want it to be kind of in the same field. So like since engineering and psychology aren't the closest fields, So shifting won't only bother my parents and me with the adjustment, but it wasn't a sure thing as well. And there was no way in hell I was even merely considering doing engineering. At all. No way. Just no. And weeks later, I got my UST results and I passed. I freaking got in. But I couldn't enjoy it fully because I was still hung up on my DLSE results. And I was trying to figure everything out, like, how can I go there and, like, you know, the recon. And in the midst of all that confusion and problem solving, my dad approached me and said something that probably changed everything for me. He said, why don't you just go to UST? Why don't I? Why don't I just go to UST? I kept asking myself and to no surprise, I couldn't answer. I didn't understand how to process that. And for me, I mean, I had a whole ass plan planned out and laid out for me. 
And I think that's when I had the hardest time processing because everyone was telling me, you should go to UST. It's the number one university for psychology. They've been topping the licensure exams for years now for psychometrician and psychologist. And you got into the best school, you know, you should go for it. And to be honest, nothing was wrong with that school. <laughs> Again, it was basically the number one school for psychology. So why? Why was I debating so hard not to go there? Maybe I was still hung up on my dream and I know I had no solid basis whatsoever for that dream at 9 years old and I'm all grown up now and maybe I just got too attached to that dream but it bothered me so much because it wasn't going according to my plan and I'm not like a control freak and make plans for everything but you know when I do have plans or make plans I'd like to have it done you know but I don't make plans just to pass time. So yeah, it kind of bothered me a little. But I honestly don't know. And to be honest, it would change a lot. Because if I were to go to UST, I'd be more focused on the scientific and medical side, which I don't like. I think most of my friends can vouch how much I hate hard sciences. Even my best friend can. But yeah, it was a lot for me. And my dad told me to think about it. And until the day of the deadline for the reservation of UST... I contemplated so hard, like it wasn't a joke. I had to seriously think about everything. And eventually, I said yes. I finally said yes to UST, and it wasn't the, I don't know, it was the most confused I was, and I don't know, honestly. I've said I don't know a million times in this episode, but the majority of this experience was just happening with so much confusion, and I was feeling a lot of emotions at the time, a lot of hesitation and frustration, Because it was just sudden. Like, I wasn't just agreeing. I was agreeing to change my plan, to change the career path I wanted, not going to my dream school. A lot was going to change. And it was happening all at once. I mean, who wouldn't get overwhelmed? You planned something for years and doing everything you can to get there. And suddenly, you have to change everything. It was too much for me. I mean, this plan was the only thing that kept me going. And suddenly, poof, it's gone. But, you know, after like one or two months of solid processing, research, and just spending a lot of time with myself, I eventually came around to the idea of it. I made a new plan. I was still not excited to study hard sciences, but the job opportunities and the lessons I'd learned, I was kind of excited and I stopped seeing this experience as my failure or a failure to keep myself healthy and do well. No, it was not. It's probably the biggest opportunity I had to be able to study at the number one psychology school in the Philippines. That's something else. That's something much bigger than what I could have imagined for myself. And I could not be any more grateful. And believe me, that's not the end of the story. That's not the serendipity I was talking about. I mean, I am blessed and grateful for this opportunity. And this is something I never expected. But I was talking about a different one. Fast forward to my first day in university, well, first day in online class. I was nervous. I was definitely nervous because, you know, this is it. This is the start of a new chapter. And for the people who are kind of confused as to why I'm freaking out, well, not only was I starting a new chapter to university life, but I had to say goodbye to 15 years of my old school. I practically grew up there and I never left. I was there from pre-nursery to 12th grade 
it was the only school I ever had, so that kind of sucked. No matter how many bad experiences in that school I had, that school will always be like a second home to me. And I could remember the first, I think, few days the professor was asking us to do introductions. And of course, I was scared. <laughs> I don't know if I should go basic or creative with the way I should introduce myself. It was a lot of pressure. And when everyone was introducing themselves, they were all serious. Well, they were all either way too serious or way too anxious about the introduction. But anyway, they were all very serious. And I remember telling myself, okay, I should be serious too, and all that. But when it was my turn, I smiled to the camera. I had both my hands waving and saying hi in a very high pitched voice, which is normally my I'm anxious voice. And I don't remember what happened specifically, but I ended up saying something in Korean in my introduction. And I thought everyone would think I'm weird or I don't know. But everyone was actually really sweet and nice about it. It was kind of, an, it was kind of nice, honestly. And that was when I was called Korean Baby. And I wish I was joking, but yeah, it was, it was nice. I love the nickname. In the next few weeks of my class, I was surprised. I think in my old school, a lot of warnings were being said to us about like culture shock in university life and all that. But to be honest, the only shock I felt was that everyone was in it together. We didn't know everyone at all, but everyone was willing to help everyone out. To helping new students adjust to life in UST, to lessons being taught and everything. We were all like an actual family. And it was the first time I felt that. I don't know. In my old school, high grades and ranking was all that mattered. So everyone was competing all the time. And everyone was trying to drag other people down. So it was the first time I had classmates that were kind of ride or die with everyone. You know, like we were all like, We're going to pass together. No one gets left behind. We're going to graduate together. That's how it was. And that's how it still is. And I've told my best friend about this over and over again. I told her how grateful I was to be in this class, this block, because it showed me that there are actually people like this in the world. And no one was competing with each other because all we were focused on was passing together and making it together. We cheer each other on, and if you needed help, you can approach anyone about it, ask for reviewers, or to explain something that they would be there to help you. We all got each other's backs, and it was the first time that I had a class like this. Like, it was the first time I felt disconnected with everyone in my class, that I didn't feel awkwardness or bad blood at all. And to think that this was from online school and it wasn't like an in, like in person or face to face. It was amazing to feel that kind of connection. And at last, I finally felt at home. So yeah, that was my story. It was a little heavier than expected. Even I didn't expect it. But yeah, probably one of the most memorable experiences I had in quarantine. <laughs> I swear. But yeah, my whole block, 1v1, that's my serendipity. <laughs> I honestly hope you weren't bummed out in the middle part of my story. If you were, I'm really sorry. But again, I already warned in the intro about heavy shit coming. But yeah. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the story and I hope that you got the message that, you know, in this life, not everything will go your way. Not everything will be according to plan and that's okay. Because there's a much bigger plan out there for us, bigger 
and much better than what we could have ever planned out for us. And yeah, it may be scary, it may be out of the blue, sudden, and you don't know what to do about it and you're just forced to confront it. But you know, the only way we'll know is to go through it. And who knows, you might actually find something unexpected. Something you never thought you actually needed. Wow, I'm suddenly sentimental. <laughs> but anyway, I can't believe I finished episode 2. This is insane. I honestly thought I'd never tell this story, but here we are. <laughs> I think this was longer than my first episode, so I hope you're still there and listening. <laughs> and if you've reached this far, thank you so much for listening. And this time, I plan on uploading every Friday or Saturday. Still not sure because my schedule is still kind of bad. But yeah, also, I still have no idea what to talk about for episode 3. I might just talk to my best friend and see if we have an interesting conversation about this. But if you do have any suggestions, do message me. I would so appreciate it. So I want to thank you all very much and I hope you have a great day or night. Till next time, bye!